Climate change does not respect borders and boundaries, doesn't respect political election cycles, but what it does do impacts the lives of people globally. Our blood, sweat and tears brought about the Industrial Revolution. And for too many of us now, we are on the front line of the climate crisis. The hottest summers of today may be the coolest summers of tomorrow. The climate crisis is a case study in moral and economic injustice. You're listening to The Lid Is On with me, Connor Lennon. Now, it's been a hectic week, as expected, here at UN headquarters. My colleagues have been doing a sterling job turning around the many speeches delivered by world leaders since Tuesday during the general debate that comes around every year at the beginning of each new General Assembly session. And if you're in the area and you fancy having a drive around Manhattan, I would suggest you give it a miss. The roads around the headquarters have been blocked all week and it's going to remain that way until all the leaders go home early next week after it all finishes on Monday. As I said in our last bonus episode Monday, we're taking a look at the latest discussions surrounding the climate crisis on today's real episode. Although a host of global issues have been raised this week, the climate crisis has been a constant topic of concern, going up to the most senior levels of the organisation. There have been dozens, if not hundreds, of events in New York. We can't go through them all, but we wanted to take you through some of the big ones. On Monday, we brought you the UN News interview with Secretary General Antonio Guterres, in which he went beyond talking about a climate crisis to warn that we risk heading towards climate suicide. He also talked about the need to transform education and the fight against hate speech. And if you haven't heard that, do take a listen. Monday was also the day the SDG moment took place. Now, if you haven't seen one of these, these moments are a chance to reflect on the progress of the Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, which make up the UN's 2030 agenda, which is described as a blueprint for a better future for people and the planet. This year saw the General Assembly transformed during an impressive light show, taking in forests and oceans, along with a warning that the planet is at real risk. Here's a flavour of the event. We meet today at a critical point at our world, at a time when global solidarity is more important than ever. As countries continue to struggle from the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, as the climate crisis appends lives and livelihoods, as conflicts rage, and as poverty, displacement, hunger and inequalities destroy the very foundation of the more just world that we have fought for for such a long time. We have seen what an abundant reliance on fossil fuels and an industrial revolution has done for us. And yes, for people of color, we say that we are now the victims of double jeopardy because our blood, sweat and tears brought about the industrial revolution. And for too many of us now, we are on the front line of the climate crisis. How can I ask you to do good when we've barely withstood our greatest threats yet. The depths of death, despair, and disparity, atrocities across cities, towns, and countries, lives lost, climactic costs, exhausted, angered. We are endangered, not because of our numbers, 
but because of our numbness. And how many times does the man turn his head and pretend that he just doesn't see? Oh, the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. The truth is that everything from COVID to climate change to international conflict makes the solutions we need more complex and interconnected than ever. But that isn't a reason to lessen our ambition. It's a reason to accelerate our efforts towards reaching our sustainable development goals. Hi, this is Blackpink. We can't deny that the climate crisis is getting worse. There isn't a single moment to lose. That is why SDG 13 for climate action is so important. It can truly make or break our efforts across all global goals. We must seize this moment and take actions to create a world that is more sustainable and leave no one behind. That was a short excerpt of what happened during this year's SDG moment. Star-studded as usual. You heard there the actress Priyanka Chopra, Mia Motley, the Prime Minister of Barbados, the poet Amanda Gorman, the singer Judith Hill, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, and uh, topped off with K-pop superstars Blackpink. Media reports this week described the UN Secretary-General's speech to the General Assembly on Tuesday as his bleakest yet. He noted that progress towards reducing fossil fuel use and carbon emissions has slowed, particularly since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Here's an excerpt. The past year has brought us Europe's worst heat wave since the Middle Ages. Mega drought in China, the United States and beyond. Famine stalking the Horn of Africa. One million species at risk of extinction. No region is untouched. And we ain't seen nothing yet. The hottest summers of today may be the coolest summers of tomorrow. Once-in-a-lifetime climate shocks may soon become once-a-year events. The climate crisis is a case study in moral and economic injustice. The G20 emits 80% of all greenhouse gas emissions. But the poorest and most vulnerable those who contributed least to this crisis are bearing its most brutal impacts. Let's tell it like it is. Our world is addicted to fossil fuels, and it's time for an intervention. That was UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres speaking at the General Assembly on Tuesday. And a day later, on Wednesday, Mr Guterres was again speaking to journalists about the crisis. He'd invited a diverse group of leaders for what were described as frank informal talks, which we as media weren't invited to, which he co-chaired along with Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi. Although we couldn't listen to what he said, he did give an overview of what he discussed afterwards. My messages were stark on the climate emergency. The 1.5 degrees limit is on life support and it is fading fast. You have all seen the appalling images from Pakistan and this is happening at just 1.2 degrees of global warming. And we are headed for over three degrees. That spells one thing. I told the assembled leaders that we need their action, their leadership now. Emissions must decline by 45% before 2030. Current commitments will see them rise by 14%. Commitments to the developing world must be delivered in full, immediately. The world needs clarity on how developed countries will deliver $100 billion a year. 
Now, other events taking place this week highlighted the progress that's being made towards a low-carbon global economy. A reminder that the solutions are all out there, but we need political will to put them into practice. Michael Bloomberg, the former New York mayor and now the UN Special Envoy for Climate Ambition and Solutions, hosted the Race to Net Zero and Resilience Forum, a high-powered event at the city's Plaza Hotel, which is right next to Central Park. The event brought together some of the world's most influential climate change figures, as well as activists, artists and politicians. And at the beginning of the event, Mr Bloomberg announced fresh commitments to help developing countries transition to renewable energies. Back in May at the Sustainable Energy for All conference in Kigali, we announced a large expansion of Bloomberg Philanthropy's efforts to accelerate the clean energy transition. It's a program focused on 10 countries in Africa, Latin America, and Asia. And today I'm glad to say that we are expanding the program to 15 more developing countries, whether nations in North or South, rich or poor, local and private sector leaders will have to play a central role in determining the amount of progress that we make. By empowering them, we really can win the race to net zero, but we have to have specific goals and we have to make sure that we deliver rather than just talk about it. As the old expression goes, talk is cheap. And to help build momentum before COP27 in Egypt in November, Bloomberg Philanthropies is kicking off a 45-day series of climate actions aimed at turbocharging our progress because we really don't have a day to waste. Michael Bloomberg speaking at a special event in New York on Wednesday. The new head of UN Climate was at the event. His name is Simon Steele. He's from Grenada. And his organization is the part of the UN responsible for the UN climate conferences, the latest of which, COP27, is coming around in early November. My colleague Devi Palanivalu spoke to Mr Steele on Wednesday to find out a bit more about him, what his new role entails, and she asked him for his perspective as someone who's from Grenada, which is at particular risk from the effects of the climate crisis. We came out of Paris, COP21, with a historic agreement which set out a framework of what needs to be done. And then in Glasgow last year, agreement on how to do it. As we now count down, it's just days we're counting down now to COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh. And that is going to be actually getting stuff done. It's taking the framework that's clearly outlined and setting that to action. So the task ahead of us is incredibly, it's overwhelming, but it's still doable. Some people have massive roles to play and responsibilities, but we all have a role to play. How do you bring all these people together in your new role and how do you reconcile the differences, the expectations? Well, in terms of what I personally bring to this, first of all, um, the first thing, I have lived it. You know, I've lived in a climate vulnerable region for a significant part of my life. That is my, where my family are. That's where I call home. That's where my roots lie. So I've lived it. But I've also worked it as a policymaker, as a uh, government minister responsible for policy development um, to build resilience, to, um, to put the necessary measures in place to address climate change. And understanding as government the difficulties 
in facing the challenges of climate change. As we head towards COP, do you have a big message for G20 countries? We know what needs to be done. They know what needs to be done. You know, that is no longer the debate. And each will have their own uh, domestic agenda, their own internal challenges. But what we face with the climate emergency supersedes all of that. If you just focus on what's on your own doorstep and you limit your actions and your thinking to that, climate change does not respect borders and boundaries. It doesn't respect political election cycles. But what it does do impacts the lives of people globally. That was an excerpt from our interview with the new head of UN Climate, Simon Steele. And you can see and read more about him on the main UN Climate website. Just Google UN Climate Action. And finally, today, it was Climate Day at the SDG Action Zone, a three-day UN virtual event and another place where you can hear a host of activists, experts and policymakers. And I recommend you check out some of those videos. It was hard to choose one person, but I thought we'd end with Prince EA, a spoken word artist and poet. And here's a clip from his contribution to the Action Zone, Man vs. Earth. Contrary to popular belief, millions are waking up out of their sleep, seeing our home being taken right up under our feet. We cannot allow our history to be written by the wicked, greedy, and loony. It is our duty to protect Mother Nature from those who refuse to see her beauty. Call me crazy, but I believe we should have the right to eat food that's safe with ingredients we can pronounce. Drink water that is clean, marvel at trees, breathe air free of toxins. These are natural rights, not things that can be bargained for in Congress. See, they want you to feel powerless, but it has been said that something as small as the flutter of a butterfly's wing can cause a typhoon halfway around the world well, when enough people come together, we too will make waves and wash the world into a new era filled with love and connection, freedom for all without oppression. But it is up to you, yes, you watching this behind this screen to make the effort because time is of the essence and only together can we make it to the fourth second. Prince EA's powerful call for climate action at the SDG Action Zone, which took place earlier today. And you can watch the full performance and all the other talks, roundtables and conversations online. That's it for this week, but I'll be back next Friday when we'll be talking about a very different topic, cyber terrorism and what the UN is doing to counter it. As one of our speakers said, we're now counting down the days until COP27 in Egypt. Our team will be there bringing you daily coverage of this important event. And we'll be kicking that off on the 4th of November. Don't forget to like and subscribe to The Lid Is On. And if you have any comments and suggestions, you can email me at connor.lennon at un.org. That's C-O-N-O-R dot L-E-N-N-O-N at un.org. Have a great week. I hope to hear from you. And I'll be back next Friday. Thank you.